Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday evening, July 11th. We appreciate you guys for hanging out with us yet again. Um, Richie, I'm feeling like a champion tonight. I know you've got your Rays hat on. I've got my uh, my Lightning, my Bolts cap on. The Bolts won the Stanley Cup earlier last week. Um, so I'm still riding high off of that. Richie, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, I, I don't consider myself a full bandwagon fan, just a halfway bandwagon fan. So I'm not going to go out and buy a lightning hat, but obviously I like the Bucks. I like the Rays. So Tampa Bay, you know, Champa Bay, uh, I'm all in. That was a lot of fun. You know, I was a little upset. Game four was the first one I watched start to finish and to lose in overtime like that sucked, but they made up for it. Uh, such an exciting finish. Uh, Wednesday night to in game five to win the Stanley Cup finals back to back. A lot of fun. I, I know you were super excited. I'm assuming it was crazy down in Tampa. Yeah, no, it was pretty wild. Um, I had buddies there at the game. I mean, Dan Thompson, who's on, on uh, Stadium and Gale, the big three roll of network, was there. Um, we put out our top 60 people that people that wore jersey numbers in the 60s. My buddy Daniel Glosser was there at the game, uh, former Florida State offensive lineman. Um, so, and then obviously a, a ton of other people that, that we know. And um, yeah, it, it, the city's been buzzing since uh, parade boat parade tomorrow morning, and tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, uh, 11 AM. So super, super exciting. And then, yeah, like it, you know, they, they, they lost that playoff series in 2019 uh, to Columbus uh, got swept for nothing. I want to say they were up three, nothing in game one, blew that game, lost the next three to get swept by Columbus. I think they were the one seed. Best and got swept by NHL history. history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and since record. then, since then, uh, eight straight playoff series. Uh, I think they've only trailed in playoff series like by losing game one. I don't think they've lost, <laughs> you know, in those eight series, they've only ever lost like game one. Like they've never been down two games. They've never been down like three to three to one or three to two where they had to come all the way back. I could be mistaken on that, but I'm I'm fairly certain that they've only ever lost a game one. Uh, they lost game one against Dallas last year in the finals. And then um, they lost game one or two against New York this year, but then won eight zero the following night. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and they, they, um, man, they were hot. They've, they've been really impressive. And so it was fun. It was exciting. Um, and uh, see if they can, they've got some salary cap stuff to figure out, but see if they can do it again next year. <laughs> go, go for the three P. Um, just throw some guys on the IR until the end of the season and we're good, right? Do, do what you got to do, man. Loopholes exist for a reason. Like if you could, yeah, like if you could sign J.J. Watt to your IR right now and, you know, have him in Tampa next year just for the playoffs, I mean, like let's roll. So anyway, uh, Double Fries No Slaw, we'll get into some non-hockey talk here in just a second, but Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street in 2550 North Monroe. We appreciate the partnership with them. Uh, tomorrow morning, we are going to announce the winner. I know we're a week behind, but we're going to announce the winner of the Yeti Cooler. Hopefully, you've still been stopping by Guthrie's and getting your free drinks on us if you tell them Double Fries No Sloss sent you. And we had several, several of you reach out and post pictures of your uh, gut boxes, your sandwiches, everything that you've been ordering, um, your drinks, and tagging us. So we are going to pick that winner tomorrow morning. It'll be on all our social medias. And we'll, of course, tag and message the winner. So good luck tomorrow when we pick. And uh, man, I, I kind of want to rig that thing and win it myself. Those coolers are pretty cool. Uh, we 
kind of dropped this on the air last episode, and and I don't know if it was intentional or not. We are putting together uh, a tailgate for for game one. It's not like a paid. We're not. We don't want any money. We're not trying to get anything from anybody. But uh, more details as we get a little bit closer. But some of your favorite uh, some of your favorite guests from the last several months will be there. So. Uh, putting together a tailgate. If you're interested, shoot one of us a message, shoot the podcast a message, and, and we'll get you some details. We'll announce some details as we get closer. Um, again, not a, not a paid event. We're, we're not trying to make any any money off people. We just want to come and, and have a good time and um, serve some chicken tenders. So that'll be fun. Um, we've got a fun show tonight, Richie. I don't know if you want to get anything else before we kind of just jump right into it. We have a super fun show. A um, couple of just absolute FSU legends that, that are still, um, still at FSU. Don't know for how, how much longer for, for one of them, but, uh, we are interviewing Matthew Nelson, FSU catcher, semifinalist for the golden spikes award. Uh, Bolster Posey award winner led the country in, uh, home runs this year, just an absolute beast behind the plate and at the plate FSU catcher, Matthew Nelson, and then ACC player defensive player of the year, and really uh, one of the rocks, one of the leaders on FSU's softball team, Sydney Sherrill, will join us afterwards. Uh, we will chat with her after their run um, in Oklahoma City at the college, Women's College World Series. Sydney announced, we talked with Kaylee Mudge about it, um, Sydney announced that she was coming back for one more season, going to finish up a – or going to um, – be a, uh, a gra- she graduated this last semester. If I could spit the words out, graduated this last semester, going to take grad classes and uh, play one more year for Florida State. So we are super excited that she'll be back. Super excited that both of them are joining us. Um, and so without further ado, Richie, do you have anything or you just want to um, uh, jump into the uh, jump into the interview? Yeah, man, I'm, I think we're ready to hop right into this. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited. A, a softball baseball show off season, but two uh, outstanding student athletes. Like you said, one of them probably won't be at Florida State much longer uh, as early as, you know, the next few days. But we're excited to have both of them. Yeah, no, let's jump right into it. Let's get Matt on and uh, we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. We are Joined by a very special guest. We appreciate your time tonight. Matt Nelson, FSU baseball uh, catcher from this season. Matt, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us. Hey, thanks for the invite. Yeah, you. we talked about this before you got rolling. I didn't even have to tell you about it, but uh, Double Fries No Slaw, obviously uh, an ode to Guthrie's there. Um, have you? How many gut boxes do you think you've put away in your, your time in Tallahassee? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I've put away maybe two gut boxes in my life in Tallahassee. But the amount of tailgate specials that I've ordered there on Sundays <laughs> for football games and just sports get togethers is I, I had to have eaten over a thousand chicken tenders from that place <laughs> and, and maybe drank a gallon of Guthrie sauce from that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. We uh we are big Guthrie's fans for sure. Also, I, when everybody was when everybody like there's a million podcasts there, like Unconquered and Spear and tribe and everything we were like all right we're going with something like off the wall that nobody will forget nobody will mistake so i'm glad that you share our uh our love for guthrie's oh, um, harlan's our producer harlan actually is like the one that set this up so i'm gonna i'm actually gonna we never really give harlan much shine so i'm gonna pass it to him first and let him take off and then we'll kind of go around the horn to chat with you for a few and then get you out man 
Awesome. First, first off, congrats on the amazing season, all the awards. But I got to ask, did you get to meet Buster Posey at the award ceremony? Was he I there? did not. I, I did not get to meet him. He was not there. He was actually playing that night in San Francisco. Um, but it, it was kind of cool because during the ceremony and the banquet and everything, when they got down to it, he sent in a video and addressed all the nominees by name and everything. So that was pretty unique. And then the next day he shot me a text message congratulating me and whatnot. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so I got to ask, I saw the video on Twitter. You were at a kid's clinic. Yep. And you threw two strikes blindfolded right to second base. Is that something that you practice like in practice? Do you practice doing it blindfolded, or are they just like, "Hey, can you do this?" And you just did it. I wish that's something that I practiced. But when we showed up, the guy who was putting on the clinic came over and he shook me and Andy's hand and said, "Hey, con- congratulations! Are you guys ready to throw blindfold?" Me and Andy both looked at each other like, "We have to throw." And he goes, "Yeah, blindfolded." We, we didn't know what to say. He goes, here's a ball. Go get warmed up. And that was our introduction. So we go, we warm up, we start throwing. And then he does a big introduction during the camp for all the kids. And he says, all right, now we're going to watch him throw blindfolded. And on the mic, there's, if you saw the photo, there was about 100 kids there. There was a lot of kids, plus all their parents. So it was kind of nerve wracking at first because it's one, it's something I've never done. Two, I didn't want to hit somebody. And three, when he announced it, Hey, is anybody here thrown blindfolded before? About half of the kids raised their hands. And me and Andy look at each other like, what is about to happen? So we got two throws down to second base, not blindfolded, just to, you know, feel it, get our arm loose, whatnot. And when I did that, I just was kind of like, I'm just going to live it off the arm. I think my footwork's going to be fine. And my main thought was don't trip because that'll be really embarrassing. So once the feet was there, I just kind of, I kind of just let it go and put a little juice on it just to see, just to hopefully that I would get it there. And then I heard the glove pop and I looked up and I saw the guy at second base. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, you, I, was, I was amazed by it because I, I mean, I caught in college and I never attempted that. Like when I saw it on Twitter, the first video I saw didn't show where the ball went. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw another video and it was a perfect throw. And I was like, all right, that's impressive. As long as they don't make you block blindfolded, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want balls thrown at me blindfolded. <laughs> was uh, was it easier the second time? Like, once you nailed it the first throw, were you like, all right, I got well, this now. Just I do the same my, thing. <laughs> yeah, I put my glove out there, and the guy said to me, oh, you want to go again? And I thought we were going again. He just gives it to me, and as soon as he put the ball in my hand, I knew I was doomed for it. And before we even threw it, he just announced it to everybody. Yeah, the only other person ever, uh, the only person to ever throw two balls right on top of the bag blindfolded was uh, who the award's named after, Buster. Yeah, no I pressure. Turned, <laughs> I turned it. I looked at the guy. I was like, "Great, this would be wonderful." Yeah, Matt Harlan shared that video with us earlier today, and I was watching. It. I'm like, "Well, you know what? Even blindfolded, he's still better than you know, Fifty Cent's first pitch or Doctor Fauci's first pitch. That some of the ones we see, <laughs> Taylor in, Swift, and they weren't blindfolded." <laughs> Uh, there's that one Japanese lady that does like the weird front flip and throws a strike uh, at all these MLB games. <laughs> but uh, going uh, chronologically a little bit, you know, obviously your love for Florida State is no secret. Um, did you always know you were going to end up at Florida State? I'm assuming Meat was the, the head recruiter, even though, um, you know, 11 was still there. Like, how did Florida State become an option for you? Being from Florida, obviously. But was it always going to be Florida State or were you open to other schools uh, during your recruitment? Yeah, so I actually grew up a huge Georgia fan, fun fact, and growing up a huge Georgia fan, 
you weren't much of a fan of Florida or Miami. But I, uh, I, I had thought about Florida State when I was younger, not to just go there, but we were watching games. And my dad made a comment one time, you know, hey, how cool would it be to play under Mike Martin Sr. or 11 or that guy or play in that tradition that they have there? And I was like, oh, that, that'd be really neat. That'd be really cool. But at the time, you're not thinking about that. And then they host a winter camp every single year. And my buddy at the time was getting recruited by or was trying to get recruited by Florida State. And it's they have eight year olds to high school seniors. And I went up there. I was in seventh grade. My buddy was a freshman in high school at the time. He was going up there trying to get recruited. And I was going up there just having fun. Had a great time. Got to know the coaches, the coaching staff. Went back up my eighth grade year. Same exact thing have fun. I knew Chris Cates, who was the volunteer coach there at the time, then was at USF my eighth grade year. I'm sorry, no, my freshman year of high school and got to know them really well and just, you know, really explore what Tallahassee is. And we're just up there having fun. And then I came back up there my freshman year and Meat pulls me aside and he said, hey, you know, let's let's go down under. Let's do this real quick. And I had no clue what he was talking <laughs> about. And so he pulls me down under. He pulls my parents down under too. And he that's when he offered me a scholarship and I just looked at it and I was like, Oh, this is really neat. And I had no clue what was going on because at that time I had not not even thought about getting recruited for uh college baseball because I hadn't even played my first high school game yet. And I turn around, my mom looks at me and goes, Do you know what's going on? And I said, No, not really. She goes, They're giving you a scholarship to go to school here and play baseball here. And I looked at her and go, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I had other offers from Florida and USF, but I committed in the middle of my freshman year uh, high school. And I kind of shut it down really early just because I had been to Tallahassee two years prior and I loved the environment. It felt like a home away from home. It's only four hours away from where I live. And it honestly feels like it doesn't feel like you're in Florida, but you're in Florida. Yeah. And I, I just loved everything about it. Yeah, I feel that, man. I, I'm in Orlando and, uh, you know, it, even the slightest hill is like, whoa, what's going on here? So you see that in <laughs> Tallahassee, it's it's a little different. Um, and we definitely want to get into all your accomplishments at Florida State, so many to name. But I want to fast forward a little bit. You said you grew up a Georgia fan. Yep. How sweet was that regional series in 2019 to go to Georgia and sweep them on the way to the College World Series? Uh, that had to be an awesome feeling. Yeah, I felt like the yin and yang right there. I was in between. I was like, oh. I want Georgia, and then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm playing them. I want to beat them. I want to move on. And, but we, when we got on the campus, I was like, this this has been my dream to come to Athens. That was my first time ever going to Athens. And I was in awe. I was like a kid at Disneyland. I was walking around the campus, walking around the areas. First thing I did when we got there, we had an off day. I walked straight to the football stadium at Stanford Stadium, and I walked right over there. They had the gates open. You could walk inside, and that was something that I had always wanted to see in person. Walked around. I may have, may not have gone to the bookstore and got a shirt or two, um, <laughs> but we're gonna not going to give a definite, definite answer on that. But uh, just that regional playing at Foley Field and you know, just being in that environment was something that I'd always dreamed of, and it really came true whether I was on their side or not. So, so I have to ask, man, you know, you, I'm sure you keep up with other Florida state sports. We got a trip to Athens and they're coming down to Tallahassee here in the next, uh, probably seven, eight years. Uh, what are you going to be wearing to that game? Are, are you going to be all in with Florida state or are you going to be a half and half at what's going on there? You said they're coming down to Tallahassee. Yes, sir. 
Might have to wear the garnet and gold for it. <laughs> Might have to wear the garnet and gold for it. But and he, we're also playing in Athens. So what do you say, there's, one, one? there's one in each, so I think he's going to go real politician here. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to wear uh, whatever's fitting for the situation. But deep down inside, I uh, deep down inside during that game, I'm going to be rooting for both teams. Let's just uh, say that's that. fair. That's fair. <laughs> the way things have been lately, like I, I'm glad that that game is a couple of years out. Just, oh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to play them right now. Um, I mean, I guess we're going to keep it really, really chronological because that when Richie asked about UGA, I mean, obviously that the the next series, um, you know, in, in Baton Rouge, um, what was it like to be part of that run with eleven to get him back to? the college world series that year. Cause I, it was just such a cool moment. Like I think about massive moments in, in Florida state history last several years. I mean, you obviously think about Jameis and them in Pasadena, you think about the men's basketball team making the um, elite eight and being just a couple of points away from the final four. You think about uh softball winning a world series. And then I think about 11, you know, yelling, we're going back, you know, in, in yes. that, in that moment. Um, we had it as our uh, as part of our intro monologue. We used to have kind of like intro music before we started. So, what what was that like and going back with him? Yeah, I think what was so special about that season was that we started off really hot. We were about like fifteen and zero or something like that early on in the season, and then we tanked really quick mid season, and things were borderline like we're not going to make the tournament. People really question our ability and what this Florida State staff was. People were questioning 11 and, you know, should we have signed him for the last year or whatnot. But what was really awesome to see was that we heated up towards the end of the season and we were the 64th team in. We were the last team in and we played the first regional game out of all the regionals. We hit double the amount of home runs that game than any other regional combined that day. So I think that kind of set the tone of how, the postseason was going to go for us. And then when we went to Baton Rouge, uh, you know, just for him to meet against Paul Maneri again in the LSU and be in that environment with 14,000 Cajuns screaming down your throat, you know, sometimes not the nicest things, but uh, just, just in that environment and really to experience that as a freshman, not just the LSU environment, but the run that we had, how special it really was in 11's final year was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So transitioning from 11 to me and being able to uh, play for both of them. And obviously last year being, being a very weird year, but this year a little more normal, right? Um, not all the way back, but yeah. a little more normal. What, uh, what's it been like, or what was it like, or what's it been like to, to play for both of them? Right. Like, so we talked about 11 a little bit, but what's it been like to, to play under me? We've had him on a couple of times. He, he's like just the most awesome down to earth, good old boy on here, but what's it, what's it like playing for him? Yeah, it was a little different at first, but it things kind of started to settle in a little bit. And I only say it was different just because 11 wasn't there. But then, you know, sometimes I'd have my back turned because I was doing a drill or doing something. I'd hear Meat say something. But in the back of my head, it didn't sound like Meat. It sounded like 11 because of, one, the way he said it, or two, like how his voice sounded in that situation. And also it's the philosophies and the way they teach and just the Florida State traditions. Nothing much has really changed, but... You know, it's it's really good to have meet there and me and him. We we worked well this season. Yeah, so I keep up with a bunch of MLB stuff. I got a good relationship with meet. I've seen a few mock drafts. So if potentially if if you do end up going, is, is there a team you prefer? Uh, is there a team you've always grown up liking, or you don't care? No. So I actually grew up a huge Phillies fan, 
because the Phillies spring training site is five minutes, five, 10 minutes from my house. So I grew I went to spring training games all the time. I went to the A ball team games all the time, the Clearwater Threshers, but the Trops also 15 minutes from me. So I went to raise games all the time. It's been when I was younger, I would say I was more of a team fan, but now that I'm in the game and whatnot, I don't have a specific team that I favor. I just, I'm a baseball fan in general. I got you. Um, did, did you ever, do you remember wing nights at the Threshers games? I haven't done it in several years, but they would do all you can eat wings and it came with the cost of your ticket. It was my favorite thing ever. You'd have been in high school, I think, when that was happening. No, I don't remember wing uh, night. I remember $2 Tuesdays amazing. and I remember yeah. the little angler nights because I was a little angler since I was <laughs> like eight years old until the age of like 14. Did it every year and got discounts on everything. Yeah, no, I used to love wing nights. So I totally cut Harlan off. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> no, you're good. All right, so I, I caught a lot uh, through high school and college too. Obviously, Juco, I went Juco a lot different from D1. Did you win or did you ever use knee savers? I know I tossed mine out. I wasn't using if bullpens, I had to have them, bro. Because Juco, you catch every bullpen, you catch every game, your knees get blown out. When did you toss out the knee savers? High school? Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say the the word that we typically call them. It's not oh yeah, I know. Yeah. It's not appropriate. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I used them up until right before high school, and then I got rid of them. And when I got rid of them, I thought my knees and my legs were done for because I wasn't used to it. But I didn't know that at the time. But now that I haven't worn them in feels like 30 years. My legs love it, and I'm so glad that I don't because we make a fun we make fun of everybody who does. <laughs> Sorry, Buster. I know you wear them. I saw you wear them on TikTok the other day. But <laughs> and fun fact: Did you know knee savers weren't actually intended to save your knees? Really? No. Meat, they for? Meat told me this story, so I guess they had a catcher back in the day, really short guy, really good catcher, but all the pitchers hated throwing to him because he was really small and everything was a ball, but he was a really good catcher. The strike zone. So I guess one of the pitching coach at the time, I I don't know the details. I think I know the details, but I'm not going to give them because I don't want to butcher it. But he said, you know, the pitching coach went and cut out two foam blocks and duct taped them around his shin guards for the bullpens. And he went from bite size to regular size, and all of a sudden the pitchers loved him. So I guess they took it, altered them, put two slits to put the straps through, and then I guess there was a uh, a doctor sitting up in the grandstands at Dick Hauser, saw the idea and said, "Huh." Took it and patented it and called them knee savers. Multi million dollar idea right out. Dude, the so they were invented at Florida State University. I think so. It sounds like don't, Gatorade. Don't take my word on it, but that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a story for me because Meat asked me or Meat that's, told me that story. That's Seminole Firewater 2.0. Like yeah. that's legitimately like Gatorade, like yeah. stealing, like the UF stealing that from us. So exactly, we have yeah. knee savers, we have spanks. What don't we have? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I got I got one more, and this is just catcher to another catcher because I've seen you do it. When pitchers can't see your fingers, you know we take the white out or we take yep. the. The nail, the nail coloring, and put it all over our fingers. When you're walking around campus or wherever, and there's still a little bit on there, did you, does anybody ask you about it? Kind of look at you funny, like, "Hey, why's that dude got his nails painted?" or anything like that? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, 
luckily now they have reflective stickers so you can just put them on and peel them off and if it comes off there's a ton in there you can put another one on but i would always take white out and i would just run it down my fingers and everybody would call me skeleton hands but (laughs) after every game just hot shower with a rag just rubbing it off and whatever doesn't come off it looks like i'd paint for a living so (laughs) luckily i got away with that one um we uh we actually have Sydney coming on a little bit later tonight, and we're going to chat with her. You guys took a trip to uh, to the to the Women's College World Series and, oh, yeah. and saw them play. Um, how was that road trip, and and how was that experience in in Oklahoma City after playing your whole last season like with very limited fans and everything else? I know you were attending that, right? Not not playing, but how how was that trip? Yeah, so we got in from Oxford, and me and Tyler Martin, we both have some special friends on the team. So we looked at each other and said, hey, if they beat Alabama tonight, you want to drive there? And he was he looked at me straight in my face and said, I got my bag in the car still. So <laughs> let's do it. Next thing you know, it's 8 nothing in the fourth inning. We both look at each other and we're like, oh, this is really about to happen. <laughs> so I start packing up my bag and all of a sudden it's 8-4. to four. I sit back down just to give it a little breather because I got a little superstitious there. And then they won and as soon as they won – Filled up gas and hit the road, and you know, it was uh, it was fifteen hours and no sleep through the night. Um, I, we actually did not sleep. There was maybe a thirty minute nap in between with whoever was driving. We got there noon the next day, saw the girls. That was it. Went to the tailgate, hung out with all the boosters and all the family members and whatnot. Went to the game, and honestly, I'm not gonna lie, that was the most fun that I've had off the field in a long time just because it was an experience that we came up with just off the top of our head and we just went with it and whatever happened happened so it's not like anything was planned and it was a lot of fun it really was just to go out there and see them do their thing dude it was one of the most fun and we we talked about it a lot we had Lonnie on several times through the run like it was one of the most fun um runs that I can remember you know like obviously you think about like the you know you guys going to um the world series in 2019 think about like we we mentioned the men's basketball team when they went to the final four but it just just the way that they like came back and they were out of it and then like i don't know it was it was a ton of fun so yeah i know you guys got a lot of a lot of props a lot of praise for that but i i was thinking man they're having a good time too like you know yeah we we got there and it was cool because like we knew what we were doing going there and we were just going there one to support the team but also two to support our girls but at the same time, like the next day after they had put us on ESPN, we're walking around the stadium with our jerseys on to support Florida State, not to support ourselves. Right. And we're walking around the stadium and people are like, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy. And we're like, this is not what we want. Like, we did not <laughs> want this to happen. This is not what was intended at all. So yeah. at times we felt like the attention was taken off the team because we were there for the team. We weren't there for, hey, look what we did. And you know we we didn't want that at all so at times we felt kind of bad about it but at other times we're like you know at the end of the day we know we did the right thing for the right reasons no matter how yeah. somebody else might look at it yeah and i think really i mean i don't i mean richie i don't know if you guys have different thoughts on this i really i mean you're probably not gonna tell them even if you do but i really think the way that uh the way it was portrayed the way that it was looked like was you know how much of uh how much of a family, how much support there really truly was uh, from you guys to do that, you know, because most people don't 
get in a car and make wild road trips in the middle of the night. Like to do. So I really do think that it was portrayed the right way. I think that um, it meant a lot to uh, – we clipped it, right? Like we clipped it and shared it and, and thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it meant a lot to a lot of people at Florida State um, because it did it did shine a positive light on, on FSU. Um, speaking on that, and then maybe we'll, we'll ask a couple more and get you out of here. I know you got to, I know you got to run, but, uh, you stayed committed to Florida state through your whole high school career. And then obviously, um, have been here for several years and, and I know that the draft's coming up and, um, you know, we'll kind of see how, how things shake out there, but, um, what has your, I know this is kind of a loaded big question, but what has your experience at Florida state really meant to you? Um, what have the last few years meant to you, um, you know, I know that's a tough one, but but thoughts around that. You know, it, it was really cool because after my freshman year, Eleven pulled me aside and told me, I'm really glad that I got to know you and coach you because I got to watch you not only mature as a player, but also as a person. And looking back at my freshman year until now, I didn't really realize where I was. And I feel like my freshman year, there was a lot of moments or just like situations that I might have taken granted for. And you don't really realize it because you're like, oh, this is my first year. I got three years here, blah, 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 whole nine yards. And next thing you know, you're at the end of your road and you're like, wow, I really took that for granted in that moment. But, you know, at the same time, I'm really glad that did happen. So overall, my experience has been second to none. And I cherished every single moment of it. And looking back on it, no matter what happened in my career at Florida State as a student, as a person, as a player, it's I've loved every single moment of it. I wouldn't trade it you know, for anything. And I love that place. It, it really was awesome. It's helped me grow a lot as a person. Yeah. And it, like you mentioned, just to, uh, on a whim, say, let's go 15 hours to watch the college world series, even though obviously you had, you know, other motivation to be there outside of Florida state, but still there for Florida state. Yeah. I just thought it was a, I wish that ESPN kind of knew the story beforehand because when they showed you guys in the stands, like I'm watching on TV with my wife, and it says FSU baseball team, and it's just like you and Tyler. <laughs> like, like you would think the whole team no was problem. there. But, but it's so cool that that's what you guys did to drive that far, like for that. Um, the last thing I have for you, uh, and I'll, I'll kick it to these guys. You kind of mentioned we talked about Guthrie's, how you've eaten, you know, over a thousand tenders in a gallon of gut sauce, um, mainly on Sundays, though, for the NFL. So are, are you a Bucks guy? I know you're down in that Tampa area. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big NFL fan in general. I really like college football. I'm not a big NFL fan. Just it, it doesn't really catch my attention. And at the same time, my roommates are really big NFL fans. One of them's a big Bears fan. The other ones are Bucks fans because they're from Tampa. And I, I support the Bucks, but I'm not going to go out on a limb and say I'm a diehard Bucks fan. Like I support Tampa Bay. I'm from Tampa. It's my hometown. But that's yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I get that because I've been up late last night and Monday night watching the Lightning, and clearly I don't have a Lightning hat. But yeah. they're my hockey team, right? And, and I'm not going to pretend to be like, oh, I'm a diehard Lightning, go Bolts. Yeah, I'll right. cheer them on. I'm happy they won. Um, but at the same time, I, I fully get where you're coming from, man. Like, I, I don't wa- I don't watch hockey until, like, the Eastern Conference Finals. So I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, real quick before I forget, fun fact to the whole ESPN coming in and you guys seeing us on TV. Yeah. 
my mom didn't know I was there until she saw me. Did <laughs> you get a text immediately? <laughs> my mom called me like three hours. No, not even three, like four hours prior because we went to the tailgate two hours before the game started and we're an hour behind Eastern Standard Time. And my mom calls me and she says, hey, what are you doing? I said, hey, uh, just left the gas station, getting ready to go watch the game, whole nine yards. She said, oh, okay cool what time's the game i was like oh game's at this time we're gonna go get some food and uh hang out and watch the game and she's like all right cool i get a text message of a picture of the tv in the middle of the fifth <laughs> inning and nothing's sending out because there was no service in the right. stadium and i just look down and i go oof <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she said so where are you and i said I think ESPN told you. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know yet, um, I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> hey, we are uh, we're so thankful that you took some time today, Matt. Um, we we uh, we actually on our website do a uh, a Knowles and the Pros um, uh, article that comes out every week. Uh, so it you know Buster and Taylor and uh, John and Kevin Cash and, and a bunch of guys. So we're excited about hopefully in the very near future adding you to it. Uh, and the next couple of seasons coming up. So um, super excited to kind of watch your journey um, and keep up with it. And again, appreciate you uh, so much for coming on the next time you're in Tallahassee or, or I'm in Tampa here too. I, I've, I used to play against Calvary when I was in high school and stuff. We can go hit the one in, in South Tampa, but we can get some chicken tenders for sure. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, thank you so much again for, for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me guys. You bet. Thanks buddy. Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. We are joined by Sydney Sherrill of the FSU softball team. We appreciate you so much, uh, Sydney, for coming on and hanging out and taking some time with us tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Doing well, doing well. We uh, we super excited to get you on um, and and really appreciative. We obviously love the, the run you guys went on in Oklahoma City, and we're probably going to ask you a whole bunch about that and talk about it a little bit. Um, I told uh, who else been on. I told Kaylee. I told Liz. I told Coach A. Like everything has been, or like my wife played softball, and so you know I used to go to a lot of her games and stuff like that. It was really really cool uh, for all of us to watch. My daughter was watching a little bit too, so it was really really neat to to kind of like all partake in that. We were up really really late, really early morning sometimes watching and following. We'll talk about that too, but we. Uh, we were super excited, so we're, we're happy to have you here. Um, we had Matt Nelson on before you, and we kind of went chronologically with with him, right? Like we started with started with recruiting and then kind of like went through all the way until, um, you know, last, last couple of games or whatever. But uh, we're going to go backwards with you. Huge, huge news, right? Like with you coming back to play one more year, uh, I want to start there and, and kind of ask you about that, talk about that. Um, what uh, – what went into to your decision there? Um, what, you know, for those that don't know, like what, you know, what, what are you going to be doing? What, what went into coming back and playing one more time? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, it wasn't a super hard decision. I mean, um, I love playing softball here and I'm so grateful to have gotten an extra year because of COVID. And so it really wasn't a hard decision. Like it was, I kind of like knew I wanted to come back when COVID happened. I, wanted to play an extra year but I just kind of had to get like confirmation from my coaches and make sure they wanted me back but um, <laughs> come on now you know they wanted you back <laughs> well, I just had to make sure I, I don't know, I, don't know. So, I got confirmation 
I was like, okay, cool. Um, start my master's program and try to, I don't know, you know, I really want to go into coaching, I think, um, and get life going. But I also know there's a lot of opportunities opening up for pro, pro softball, like new teams are being made, new leagues, things like that. Like there's a lot of um, new things happening in the softball world. And I think next summer is when a lot of it is going to be put into play. So, you know, I just don't know. There's just so much new stuff happening with softball. So I can't really pinpoint what exactly I'm going to do after, but I just know for now I'm coming back to play softball and get another year in and try to finish this master's degree and, um, you know, start my life. Yeah. We, uh, super excited that you are coming back. Um, mostly because we just want to make another run at this, right? Like, and I know that's part of why you want to come back too. I don't know how um, familiar you are with um, like FSU history, um, but like that was one of the big, big reasons Peter Warwick came back was because he wanted to win a, a national championship. And now like in football, like that doesn't really happen as much. Like these contracts are so absurd that guys just, yeah. you know, it's not worth it, but like, that's why he came back. And then he, and then he did, I mean, he won a national championship to, to go out. Um, you know, so talking about that, talking about the run just a few, few weeks ago in Oklahoma city. Um, I, I think I, I don't know who, who we talked with about this, but, um, really even before Oklahoma city, like the, 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 just dominating the regional and the, the way that we really dominated the LSU, you know, um, series two and then to to very much like 2018 lose that first game and then have to just keep winning and winning and winning and winning um do you think like the team has less pressure on them like when they just lose that first game and they're just like ah what whatever now or like most teams i feel like most players and teams would like tense up in that moment and and play more nervous but like what is it about florida state where like they could be down games and it's just like eh, no big deal like we're just gonna keep playing yeah i mean i think it's kind of um just like the growth of how season went and the process of season and going through all this adversity starting in the fall with COVID and not being able to, you know, practice as a team. We just went through a lot of adversity this year. And I think, you know, in the moments that we were going through the adversity throughout season as well, like, you know, not being um, a great numbers team, I guess you would say hitting wise and, um, you know, pitching, we were great, but, you know, we just wanted to do more offensively and, just all that adversity, you know, we kind of really struggled in the moment, but, you know, we stuck to it and, you know, try to stay in the process of it. And I think it really paid off because when we got in those, you know, big moments or big games when we hit adversity, like losing the first game in the World Series, um, it wasn't new to us. And, you know, we were kind of like ready for it. And um, yeah, we were just, we were prepared basically. And I think that kind of goes back to how Kocha, um, you know, runs this program. She puts us through a lot of adversity in the fall and wants us to figure it out and figure it out with our teammates and, um, you know, how we can get through it because, you know, you're going to face adversity throughout a 60-game softball um, season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Florida State is all about – I mean, we, we're just a competitive softball team, and I think um, hands down it's Kocha – running the program and putting us through what she puts us through. I think it really prepares us for, um, for postseason and making really good postseason runs like we did this year. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a crazy run. Definitely. Um, just, I mean, just a battle dogfight every game. It was, it was so much fun though. It was really so much fun. 
Sydney, being from Oklahoma, how cool is it to win a national title in 2018, your freshman year, and this year go back to Oklahoma City again? And obviously, that was a very tough ask to play against Oklahoma in their own backyard. But being from there, uh, being there twice now, how cool is it to play in the Women's Women's College World Series and potentially go back next year? Being from there, that's awesome. Being from Oklahoma and then in 2018 making that run, um, just the working with the ticket guy. I mean, I was like 30 to 40 people each game, like riding down <laughs> to find tickets. But it was cool because nobody else was obviously from anywhere around here. So they only had like usually their parents or maybe a couple extra people. So there was a lot of tickets for us to get. And then this year coming back, there was absolutely no like spare tickets at all because <laughs> so many people wanted to come, which was really awesome. So, but kind of not awesome because my family, but they, they figured out what to get. <laughs> but, um, it was cool to see the growth too. Like how many like distant family and friends wanted to come this year because of the 2018 run. And they knew like, you know, they might've missed it in 2018 and wish they could have been a part of it. And so this year, you know, I had a lot of my family and friends wanting to be a part of it and then making the great run that we did. Um, just, they were just so excited to even be a part of it. And, you know, they were in every game. We had a, a bunch of people staying at my parents' house. It was, it was just really, really awesome to be able to play in front of my family and be from here. I know it's, it was a weird atmosphere because we did play Oklahoma and, you know, it was basically the whole stadium was Oklahoma yeah. fans, but um, <laughs> it, it was fun. It was awesome. It was an awesome environment to play in. And, you know, we were, we were just so, so grateful to be there. I mean, the run we made was just incredible and, you know, we wanted to pull off a national championship, but you know, sometimes you fall short and, it's totally okay, but the growth that's going to, you know, put forth for years to come for, you know, the freshmen that got to play in it and um, other people, it's just going to be huge for our program, like throughout years to come. Yeah, we, we, uh, we talked about this. I think it was just kind of like us sitting around talking about it, but so many times in sports, like a team has lost a national championship and then uh, come back and won the next year. We, we've talked to, I mean, Florida State did that in 98, 99. We were talking about it. The, the Lakers have done that. I mean, I know the, um, you know, you know, the, the uh, just tons of teams have done it, right? I don't have to go through every single one, but how, uh, how much does that, that loss, you know, and I know that it's like, all right, well, it's July. Let us have some family time. Let's have some time off. But like, how much does that loss, like, have you guys ready to be like back down in Clearwater to, to start, um, you know, the next season off to play again. I'm sure you're enjoying the time off. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, how's that inspire you? Yeah, no, for sure. I think um, it also too, like just the season we had all together and a lot of people may not know because they kind of tuned in like at the last point when we really hit our peak and we're winning the, all the games and making it to the national championship. But I mean, if you watched us throughout season, like, just no way did it really cross your mind that we would ever play for a national championship. And I don't even mean to like doubt us as a team, but I mean, just our numbers weren't there. We were losing games. We shouldn't have lost. We didn't win regular season of ACC or um, the tournament. I mean, just kind of just one of those years, it was just a lot more competitive and we just weren't, I guess, um, dominating as much as usual that Florida state has in the past, especially in the ACC. And so just this season was such a, you know, up and down season for us that making it to the national championship and going through that whole run was just like, 
dang, like, you know, we, we stuck to our process. We stuck with those games that we lost and we tried to bounce back and, you know, win the next couple. And, you know, we just like really stuck to our process. And I know it, it's kind of hard to explain um, to like non softballers, I would say, but like, you just, you have to stay in the process when you play softball because it's such a failure sport and failing is so like heavily a part of the sport. So it's just super, super hard in the mental toughness you have to have and i i'm just really grateful that coach um has developed such a great program for us to you know just succeed here and so i think just having the season we had and then getting to where we we did get to i think it's just really inspiring for how we want to do the fall as a team with most of the team coming back some not but and then um you know showing that to freshmen and how how we want to work how hard we want to work things we want to do and setting all those standards because we do, we want to get back and we want to play for another national championship. We want to win another national championship. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's just super excited because, and another, another thing too, is it just kind of gave us like not hope, but like we were good enough all year and we knew we were, it just wasn't clicking. And, you know, we just stayed in it. Like I had said many times before we stayed with it, we stayed in it and, um, you know, we got to where we knew, you know, we knew we could have been and, um, yeah, it just makes us want to work super, super hard and, you know, stick with the process, not giving up. I think that's a big one. I mean, this year was just full of disappointments, honestly. I mean, this season was such an up and down season for me personally, too, just like the mental side of it. And, you know, um, you know, leaning on, you know, your other teammates and just having to really stick together as a team. I think it just it was so cool to see in that run. I mean, we were a close team before, like because of COVID and having to do all the bubble stuff we had to like only hang out with each other so we were a close team before but that Oklahoma City run I mean it like really really bonded us and it was just so awesome the like relationships that were made in Oklahoma City and the moments the big moments just being able to share that with each other I think that is really like where the inspiration comes from for how how much we want to get back to it in the fall and all that so yeah it's it's I'm super excited for fall to start. I have a lot going on right now with family and all that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited for, for things to settle down and softball to get going again for sure. It feels like it hasn't really ended, honestly. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. Um, you talk about that, uh, that run. And so off the field, right, in like viewing the, the, the support that not only for you guys, which I know you felt from – from FSU fans on on social media, and then when you guys got back to Tallahassee, there was a large crowd there as well, which was really awesome to see. But um, like the the numbers for the Women's College World Series, like the the most viewed Women's College World Series ever. I mean, like it blew away the the numbers of the 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 men's tournament, you know, as well. Um, the and and not just softball, right? Like college basketball, women's basketball, the the tournament viewership was up you know, much higher than it's been in years and years. The the soccer final, uh, which got well obviously we also were in was was the highest it's ever been. So I'd like to think those two are, you know, because we we were there. But uh what uh what does that mean to you just overall, just the support, the growing support for for women's sports um in general, you know, not not just softball. Yeah, I think in my opinion, I believe that because of the limited amount of opportunities like past college athletics for women's sports, especially women's softball. Um, in my opinion, I just think that the passion we play with and, you know, the um, 
I want to say like enthusiasm we play with. It just is so genuine and it comes from, you know, that hard work and all the things we go through as a team because, you know, we're, we're playing to win a national championship at the collegiate level because that's like as high as it gets for softball players. And um, that's like the peak of really softball or, I mean, it's changing over time, of course, with AU and pro softball and things like that, which is so cool. But for so long, it's been like co collegiate softball has been the peak. So like we're just working so hard and there's not really much opportunity after. So, you know, our our dream is to win as a team, whereas a lot of other sports like men's sports, for example, like they, you know, they can get theirs in their sport and they can get what, you know, what they need, their money, their contracts, all that. And, you know, they don't have to win and they're going to get what they want. And I think that's a little bit of the difference between the two, in my opinion. I think um, people have started to see just like the teams that are playing in these big games, like Florida State and OU, like you can just see the passion in like each team and the way we play. It's super inspiring for young girls and even, you know, people just wanting to watch. They're interested. The sport is fun. The way we play makes people super interested. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of um, feedback, I guess I would say, from um, us playing in the World Series. And that's really what everyone is saying. It's they're saying like, man, you guys play with so much passion. Like, what is it? What do you guys do? And and I know they're saying the same thing about OU, too. And it's I really just believe that's kind of where it stems from. Like, I mean, we you know, we want to win as a team and we've built coaches built this culture in this program to, you know, get get to, you know, the highest level and that's the national championship and playing there. And also coach, uh, one of her main things when you come to college at Florida state is she wants to grow you as a person too. And she wants to push your limits and try to get you, um, you know, as the best person you can be leaving here. And I think that just says a lot and the way coach uh, handles the program. And I know OU is a very similar um, culture wise um, team. So I think, you know, just, I guess there not being a lot of opportunities past the collegiate level has almost benefited us because we've been able to play with like true heart and passion for the game. And it's really is like for the love. I mean, we all love to play the game and that's why we're playing. We're not playing to get, you know, a $2 million signing bonus and go off, you know, that's not why we're playing. And um, I think that's starting to show. And like I said, the feedback I've gotten after this college world series has just been so cool to see about like, you know, our passion and they can just, they're just so interested in our team and what we do and why we do it. I mean, I've, I just, this past week talked to a high school football team about just our program and how we do things because the head coach of the football team, the high school football team watched us and was just so inspired and he wanted his team to play like our team. And I, I just think that's so cool because what, you know, coaches doing and how we play the sport is just really getting to people and it's getting across the country. And I just think that's so cool for our sport and it's showing up in the viewership. I mean, people want to watch us and I think it's awesome because opportunities are arising. I mean, NIL just passed. And although I do think um, there can be like some downfalls to that, like I was saying with, you know, things outside of softball, like money and stuff like that. I think the foundation is just built with softball and, you know, playing with passion and the culture of programs being built by great coaches like Coacha and other coaches across the country. So, you know, I think it's just going to be up from here for the sport of softball, which is, it's just so cool to see. And Sydney, you talked about, you know, uh, 
building a foundation for the freshmen that are coming in. When you were a freshman, uh, Jesse Warren, who's like a softball Florida State legend at this point, uh, she got hurt uh, in that 2018 season for a little bit, and you had to fill in for her. How cool was it to be the one to say, hey, Sydney, you're filling in for Jesse. Come, uh, you know, do as good as she does, because that's that's impossible, right? Because she's, like I said, a legend, but just taking that and knowing that you filled in for Jesse and she was kind of your mentor. And now you're going to be a senior mentoring these freshmen. That, that's got to be a really cool experience. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's crazy because looking back, like I didn't even know it at the time, you know, really just when you're a freshman, you just, you don't know anything really, honestly. And so it's just so cool to see, like, it is the seniors. Like it was Jesse Warren that, you know, I wouldn't say maybe made me into who I am, but just inspired me and, you know, like paved the road for me to go on. And I, I think that's so cool because Coach, like I said, you know, she builds great players, but she also builds great people. And those people just pass on everything they learned throughout those four years. And then, you know, Jesse was at her fourth year and she was passing it all down to me as a freshman. And I didn't even know it at the time. And I'm just on the same path as her, which is so cool. Like playing third base, like she did. And, um, yeah, it's so cool to see. Cause when you're a freshman, you have no idea and you just, you just never know anything. And, um, you know, you just follow, follow in the footsteps of players like Jesse Warren and you try to, and, um, yeah, it's crazy that I'm in this position now doing this with freshmen. I feel like time has flown by, which is crazy, but, um, yeah, it's super awesome. It's super cool. And, you know, I just feel so grateful to have chosen Florida state and Florida state chose me and to be, was such an awesome program because, um, I mean, Kocha and the legacy she's left and all the people like Jesse Warren that have left their legacy. I mean, it's just been awesome for this program. And it, and it obviously shows with the run we just had it, which is, again, awesome. I have, like, honestly, no words to say about just, you know, the team and the program that we have here. Um, I think it's so cool that it, it shows on the field, you know, what Kocha and how hard Kocha has worked and all the work she's put in and all the work the players before us have put in and all that. It's, it's so cool that it, you know, has come out and really showed through our success as a team. Um, we talk about some of the legends at, at FSU. I, you know, I, I love your, I love your humility, but you're absolutely one of those too. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I know that's a lot and, and um, probably weird to hear or awkward to hear or whatever. Like, um, you, you're certainly up there, right? And and with with the career that you've had and the things that you've been able to accomplish, um, one of those things being w- winning ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, what what it, you know? I know you play for the love of the game and like to win championships and stuff like that. And so, you know, you're not really playing to win personal awards, right? Like you you hear every Heisman winner say, like, I just want to win the Natty, right? Like I just you know in their speech they just want to get to the net, but. But taking a moment to like reflect on it, like how cool is it to be like, whoa, they, they really thought I was the best defensive player of the year this year. Like, what what is that like? I mean, yeah, it's awesome. I think, you know, like I was saying before this year, just being, you know, so full of ups and downs and craziness and, you know, me not personally doing as well as I wanted to offensively. I think it was just really personally awesome to be able to separate offense and defense. And even though I wasn't offensively having the year I wanted to and not getting the results I wanted, being able to separate it when I went out onto the field and really, you know, just, you know, play the best for my team and 
you know, we had a great pitching staff this year. I'm telling you, I, I owe a lot of my um, defensive player of the year to our pitchers. I mean, they pitched outstanding this year. So I do have to say that, but yeah, I think um, I am proud of myself in that aspect where, you know, offensive wasn't being as good as I wanted it to, but I was able to separate it and go out on the field and, you know, just, you know, do what I do, which I'm pretty proud of. And I think it's so cool to have won that, but yeah, it, it's awkward to talk about. I, I <laughs> no, I know. Like when you don't want to like brag on yourself, you don't want to sound proud, but like, we'll do it. We'll just brag on you. Like we'll, <laughs> we'll be set there. Um, we talked with uh, Kaylee about, uh, we talked with Mudge about, uh, she said burrito border was, was her spot that you and Devin uh, referred her to that. We asked the hard hitting questions last. Um, <laughs> said that burrito border was her spot. You let her there. Um, are you a? I'm. It's probably not like the best thing for a Division One athlete to eat. But like, are you a Guthrie's fan? Like, are you like chicken tenders as well? Or well, like where? I, I must say, so I'm. I don't eat meat. I'm a pescatarian. Oh, so I just Charlie eat. Ward. This is the <laughs> second time this has happened. I'm leaving it in, but like this is the second time this has happened to me. But go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's fine. Yeah. I just, <laughs> Yeah, I just don't eat meat. I just made that decision a couple years ago to stop doing that. But um, it's a decision you guys should look into. I know it's hard. It's hard. We can. has options for you. That's why you order. You could still do the French fries. You'd be great on the French fries. I mean, I know those are not great for you either. Great options either. But we could like split the middle on that. Yeah. Um. Sydney, Cheryl, we appreciate you so much for coming on and, and hanging out for a few minutes and um, chatting with us. We are super excited um, for the upcoming season. I live in Tampa, so Clearwater is just like 30 minutes down the road. We will absolutely be there um, in Clearwater. That event is always like packed, packed. Like I tried to come one year and just didn't realize like how packed it was. And I showed up and you had to park like miles away. I was like, yeah, I was in like a tie and stuff because I was at work. I was like, I'm just going home. I'm not walking like three miles in a tie, you know, like so. But we are we will definitely be there next year. Super excited for it. And um, again, can't thank you enough for for coming on and, and hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This is fun. Yeah, um, good stuff. We'll we'll make sure we share it and stuff with you tomorrow. But again, thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys. Hope you all have a good night. Thanks. You too. Thanks, Sydney. Bye, guys. Sydney Cheryl, FSU softball. Uh, appreciate her coming on. Appreciate Matt Nelson coming on. Both two really, really yeah. good interviews. I feel like the animals of Section B are going to love this episode. <laughs> they're all uh, they're all baseball and softballed out over there. So um, I think that's about it, Richie. I don't know if we have a ton else to, to discuss. We've got – I think we've got a pop-up episode dropping later this week um, that will come out. Um, so check that out. Um, you golf fans are going to love it. I, we probably could have just recorded that whole episode on Richie's golf podcast, but we did right. ours. Um, <laughs> instead, pop-up episode coming out later this week. Excited for that interview. Uh, we'll drop more information as we get a little bit closer. If you um, love foreign accents, you're going to love this interview. Oh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Little hint, hint. <laughs> little I teaser, doubt, little teaser. I, I doubt um, anyone will get it, but there's a little <laughs> hint. If somebody does... I mean, you don't get anything, but tag us on Twitter. We'll give you, we'll send you a shirt. Uh, you can guess uh, what Richie's buying that shirt. <laughs> no, that's too easy. I, I was guess who he is. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, Richie's buying that shirt. If, if that's an official deal, <laughs> I'm not buying that shirt. That's $20 uh, well spent. 
if they um, can guess it. <laughs> I feel like you're just gonna have people guess every single country. Like no, like um. So anyway, anything else before we get out of here and wrap up or anything? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we're recording this on a Saturday night for this one. I'm excited to watch Conor McGregor fight tonight. Uh, pretty pumped for that. Just got back from Kobe. Uh, took my mom out for a retirement dinner. Uh, so this is a shout out segment. So shout out my mom for retiring. And she says she has no plans of what she wants to do, which is what I feel like retirement should be. So you've earned it, mom. Uh, I know she doesn't listen, but I'll make her listen to this one. Um, happy retirement to Richie's mom. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get there too, but like in the next year <laughs> right. or so. Um, so, dude, I have a shout out today. Shout out Al Thornton who followed us back on. Yeah. Twitter. Um, now I'm telling you, we're going to get him on the show soon. I'm just, you know, manifesting that. But uh, <laughs> Al Thornton is. I don't know. There's been so many great players recently. And, and so it's hard because it's just different errors and stuff. And we've seen guys that like have gone on to like, you know, win a lot of stuff and, and have, yeah. um, you know, longer seasons than, than, than FSU had a lot when Al was here, but bro, Al Thornton was like the first player that I really remember. So like, I didn't really get into FSU basketball until a, maybe a couple of years before Al was here. Um, but he was the first player that I like really like fell in love with and he still might be my favorite i mean it's either him or tony douglas are my favorite two <laughs> fsu basketball players ever um i loved those guys that their teams weren't always great but like they were just warriors man like they were fighters and they were warriors and those guys were fantastic and so al is probably my favorite player ever so he follows back and i just shot him a message yeah. and said like so, hey, so I, I will always i will always remember my freshman year 2006 we played florida they had just won the national title they would go on to win it that year as well but they came to tallahassee uh me and my best friend weston he had, shout out weston poundstone he is my best man at my wedding uh but we were in the null zone right there we beat florida we stormed the court i was the first person to the symbol head on the uh, center of the court, but I'm jealous. My buddy Weston was jumping up and down with Al Thornton right after we had just won the game. And that, his, that, that is his favorite memory ever. I remember I saw some random student push uh, Joakim Noah away and he just left because they just lost. And there's literally hundreds of students coming on the court, but yeah, man, Al Thornton was a badass and always will be. And I'm a yeah. huge Al Thornton fan. He's dropped like 60 points a couple times in China, and he's just a badass. I love Al Thornton. Yeah. No, I, I, when he, like, I, we've interviewed a lot of people on here. And, you know, when we interviewed Kirk, it was, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, like, when, you know, Coach Ham was, you know, obviously really big and special yeah. stuff. But, like, I was legit, like, shaking, like, sending him <laughs> the DM and stuff. I was like, all right, compose yourself. Like, you know, I've, I've not really been like that with a lot of people, but man, I, yeah. cause it takes you back to like your childhood and stuff. Like I was the same yeah. way on the big three roll up when we interviewed P-Dub like that. It's just a different level, right? Like yeah. Derek Brooks, people like that. Like, um, but yeah, Al, Al is that guy for me in, 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 uh, as Big far time. as basketball goes. Um, so, yeah, and, like, and, and so I, I put it out on Twitter today and I, we got a lot more engagement than I thought we would have. Like, who's the first person you think of when you see this logo is the FSU basketball logo. And for me, it was Al Thornton, but I also think. Tim Pickett, Michael Snare, John Isaac. Like we've had so Michael many Snare. great players come through the program. And it, it's a testament to what Coach Ham has done. One of the best coaches of any sport, any gender at Florida State. Like shout out Coach Ham. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Michael Snare as well. Like, Mr. Clutch, man. Yeah, he he, yeah, he hit love... more game winners than any other college athlete in history, probably. Yeah, he he was unreal. The, I mean, the one... The Duke one. Yeah, the Duke one. Was, was oh, amazing. Yeah. I saw the very end of Pickett's um, career. But, I mean, I liked him a lot, but I just didn't... Yeah, I wasn't really watching. I think the picket was the year that Val Perezzo beat us on the buzzer. Uh, the year they made that big run with Bryce Drew. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the last he, time we got into the tournament until after Al Thornton left and Tony Douglas, as you mentioned, came in. And Tony yeah. Douglas, he was a bad man. Like he, he was, was, he was amazing. In he, he was an elite college basketball player. So, like Pickett graduated, played from like 2002 to 2004. Yeah. So, like I'd have been in like middle school you know i just really wasn't watching yeah i was in know, high school and FSU i you basketball I was, at that point i grew up I a syracuse fan actually like i like oh, my, my, well no my oh, dad that's right that's my right. dad that's was right. from syracuse so like carmelo anthony is probably my favorite college basketball player of all time uh but the second i stepped on florida state's campus and when syracuse joined the acc i'm like no it's florida state like that's my team that's my team but uh shout out my dad like he was a huge syracuse fan so carmelo anthony was a big guy for us yeah, no. I mean, Melo was fun to watch. No matter, like, especially back yeah. in the old Big East days. I mean, oh yeah, you know, I loved the Big watching. East tournament. Was the best tournament it was, ever it was when just, it was Syracuse it was and UConn. Yeah, and Georgetown and Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. I, mean, I Louisville, hate Louisville was in that. I mean, yeah. I, I and I living here in Tampa. I mean, it was brutal because like USF would always have to play. They'd be like, oh. <laughs> even right. USF would have a good year. You'd be like, oh, we gotta go. Play yeah, we gotta play Syracuse and UConn. Yeah. Oh my god, that's rough. So, all right, cool. Well, I think that'll that'll wrap it up. Did we did we did we say we had a song during the Matt one? Did we say? I don't know. I went and saw Brad Paisley last think, night, so I'll yeah, play something. Yeah, play some. Uh, play. Uh, we're both married, uh, happily married, and uh, but we all know that we have to wait on a woman. So why not wait on a woman? Does that fit the vibe of the song very much? That's kind of a sappy song. It's not a sappy song. It's a happy song. Are you it's, kidding me? I think it's sappy. If we'll you think, think we'll, if you think you're we'll going to be married for like 50 years, that's a great song. I was going to go off. I'm still a guy. I like I that like too. I right, will do that one. I, I picked last I, week for Fourth of July, so you get this one. You're gonna let me pick the one on the concert I went to. That's very generous of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will oh, see man. you guys for a pop up <laughs> episode at some point this week. Probably get Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday morning <laughs> pop up episode. Um, check us get out. Get y'all ready for the British Opens. So there's the hint for you. Um, all right, cool. We will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time, go Knowles. When you see a deer, you see Bambi, and I see antlers up on the wall. When you see a lake, you think picnics, and I see a largemouth up under that log. You're probably thinking that you're gonna change me in some ways. Well, maybe you might scrub me down, dress me up all, but no matter what, remember I'm still a guy. When you see a priceless French painting. See a drunk naked girl You think that riding a wild bull sounds crazy 
I'd like to give it a whirl Well, love makes a man do some things he ain't proud of And in a weak moment I'm mine Walk your sissy dog, hold your purse at the mall But remember, I'm still a guy And carrying a club And building a fire in a cave But when you said back rub means only a back rub Then you swat my hand when I tried Well now what can I say at the end of the day Honey, I'm still a guy Manicured, waxed, and Botoxed With deep spray on tans And creamy lotion-y hands You can't grip a tackle box Yeah, with all these men Lining up to get new 